Greetings, everyone, and welcome to Under the Fig Tree. I'm Troy. I'm Bruce. And we have a special guest today, my wife. Tisha Boozer. And we are so happy to have her. She's going to join us in this conversation. Uh, it is it's a blessing to have you here with us. Thank um, you. Looking forward to hearing from you, your comments, uh, to glean some of your wisdom. Oh, absolutely. Um, she has a lot of it. Yeah. <laughs> it's going to be Thank awesome. You. Today... I thought this was a great topic for us to discuss uh, considering the challenges that we face in this modern, uh, modern day, uh, I guess, I don't know what you want to call it, this, this modern day time, or I don't know if I want to use time, but either way, is where we get kind of confused and locked up with our words, right? Yeah. But either way, I thought it'd be good to talk about the distractions that we face today. Yes. So we're, we're here uh, on a mission, and for any of you guys that have been listening to us for any period of time, you will know quickly that we are not necessarily church guys. We're kingdom guys. We, oh, yeah. we put the kingdom first because without the kingdom, there is no church. So we're, we promote kingdom first, and uh, part of what we're to do here is to extend the kingdom and to expand the kingdom and enforce the boundaries of the kingdom. Yes. That's part of what we're here to do. Amen. And we have things right now that are kind of getting in the way of that. Uh, the truth about it is the enemy really can't stop us from advancing the kingdom. The only right. thing he can do is distract us yeah. from advancing the kingdom. Yeah. And so we want to talk a little bit about uh, what it looks like to be distracted. Sure. And I, I, I love that you set that up perfectly because – uh, you know, I've been chewing on and this. This is interesting, but we're going to tie it in. I've been chewing on Isaiah 14. Is this the man that did weaken the nations? Yeah. Mm. This 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 little runt right here. Right. right. That's Isaiah 14. So it just ties in wonderfully with what you just said about because when the Lord began to help me to understand that the devil is eternally defeated. That was great, but what it did was it opened my eyes to understand that most of the issues I was dealing with at the time that he showed me that was me, not the devil. Now, I know that's a that's a sacred cow yeah, it is. To, to, to give the devil any kind of break, but he's eternally defeated, so I'm not giving him a break. God has already broken him. You know what I'm saying? That's right. But when you look at his tools, and, and I think that's my connection in my mind at least, when we look at his tools— what tools does he have to use against humanity? The power of persuasion. That's it. That's it. The power to get you to look away. Mm -hmm. That's it. Mm -hmm. And he studied humans for a long time, but when it comes down to it, this is such an important subject that we're going to talk about today because the only thing that really causes our defeat is when we look away from him, That's when right. we yield to the distraction. That's right. And when we are looking away, we're actually looking unto something. And so the distraction with what becomes an idol. There you go. Because oh, that's good. you begin you go. to idolize that thought. You begin to idolize that situation, that circumstance. Mm. It replays, it goes, and that's all you think about. And actually, I had to repent of that <laughs> not too long ago because you know, you're thinking about this thing, you're talking about this thing, mm -hmm. and it becomes an idol, and it's taking precedence over everything wow. in your life. And God was like, no, I am still number one. Right. That's right. Decrease that thing yeah. so that I can increase, and then you can see the big picture. 
And that's that's a lot man. of times why we can't see the big picture. Man, that's so good, man. It look, so I guess we're just gonna go in like a wrecking ball. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> look, I, I was I was trying to save that for later, but anything you give your attention to other than God becomes your God. Yeah. Anything yeah. that you draw, uh, you look to as a source of truth other than God has become your God. Yes. Yes, yes, uh, yes. So, I mean, since we're just going to jump right into it, yeah, I, I'll go well, ahead and man. say that. But I, I wanted to start, we had a couple places, a couple things we had, you know, talked about previously. And, it, you know, just so you guys know, man, this is not, it's not a bad thing, okay? There, there's relatively little preparation that goes in these conversations. <laughs> <laughs> you know, we, we know something that we want to talk about, and then the Holy Spirit begins to move. And yeah. You know, he reminds us of things that, that we've been taught, Yeah. you know, and let's pull this scripture, let's pull this scripture. Now, maybe it sounds like to some people that we, we, we're prepared, but yeah. we're, no. <laughs> no. very little And it's better time. this way. It is because it, it we, is. Talk, we talk, you know, pretty, pretty naturally. Yeah. But we did have a starting point, Matthew chapter 14, for anyone at home, anyone listening in. Uh, if you're on the treadmill, you don't have to open it up. Just focus on your treadmill. <laughs> please <laughs> yeah, please focus on your treadmill Jesus was uh, walking on the water Matthew chapter 14 verse 22 uh, immediately Jesus made his disciples get into the boat and go before him to the other side while he sent the multitudes away and when he had sent the multitudes away he went up on the mountain by himself to pray now when evening came he was alone there but the boat was now in the middle of the sea tossed by the waves for the wind was contrary. When we start to look at this, we understand that that part of the the world had those type of storms that would just, you know, stir up. My wife and I had an opportunity to go. We kind of felt, we knew, yeah, you could see it. Mm -hmm. You know, and when we were sitting there on the boat, you know, in the same area, Sea of Galilee. Wow. But this was a supernatural storm. This was not an ordinary storm. This wasn't natural. This was something that the enemy had stirred up. Uh, Verse 25 says, now in the fourth watch, so for you prophetic people, that's about 3, 3 a.m. to 6 a.m., somewhere around there. Uh, it says, now in the fourth watch of the night, Jesus went to them walking on the sea. Now, it's funny because we have the whole Bible, and we're like, how could they be afraid? If I see a dude <laughs> in the middle of a storm, I just happen to look up, and I see him just casually walking on. The, I'm, I'm probably going to be freaked out, too. So, yeah, yeah we give them a hard time, but we got to remember they're human just like we are. Yes. And when the disciples saw him walking on the sea, they were troubled, saying, It is a ghost. And they cried out for fear. But immediately Jesus spoke to them, saying, Be of good cheer. It is I. Do not be afraid. And Peter answered him and said, Lord, if it is you, command me to come to you on the water. So he said, Come. And when Peter had come down out of the boat, he walked on the water to go to Jesus. But when he saw that the wind was boisterous, he was afraid and begin to sink, and cried out, Lord, save me. Mm. I love the text because there's so much in just those few verses that you can pull out of that. There's so many messages you could pull out of that. And what I absolutely love about this is I do believe, and as we discussed just a little bit earlier, that one of the major things that we can pull out of this is about distraction. Yeah. So we understand that this was not a normal storm. Right. Supernatural storm. So it's something the enemy stirred up. Yeah. So we have to look at it this way, that Peter didn't just look at the waves. He was looking at what the enemy stirred up. Yeah. He took his eyes off of Jesus. 
and begin to look at what the enemy was doing. Yeah. Now that sounds like a lot of church folk. Yeah. Because I grew up, I don't know how you, you know, but when I grew up, we were always the devil's busy and the devil's doing this and that. And we we concentrate on so much on what the devil's doing that we lose focus of what God is doing. Yeah. Yeah, and and that's the place where again idolatry can come in because we lose our focus. We have to keep our minds on the thing that the Lord told us to keep our minds on, which is him. Isaiah, I think it's 26, talks about that, verse 3. And it, it just it states that he will keep you in perfect peace. Well, what did Jesus say to the other storm that rose up? He said, peace be still. Mm-hmm. You see what I mean? So, yeah. And then everything ceased. So it is important that we keep our focus on God. Now, we say that all easily and all like that's what we're supposed to do <laughs> as we're recording this podcast. But we have to think practically, how can we do that? And I think this is why this conversation is so important Yeah. because we are going into another year. We're going into much more things. Yeah. If you can perceive anything by the spirit, you know, this is not the end. Right. And so how are we going to make sure that we keep our minds on Jesus and not on what the enemy is doing or the distractions. You, you know, I mean, that, that's so good. If I could add to that, one of the things that I see here, particularly out of Matthew 14, verse, verse 30, but when he saw that that kind of gives it away, the wind boisterous, he was afraid and beginning to sink, he cried saying, Lord, save me. One of the things that also comes to mind to add to what you just said, Tisha, is and, and this is sort of, okay, y'all forgive me, I'm prophetic and I see things a particular way, okay? But what I'm seeing there is at the point that Jesus is ready to bring you into a greater experience, an experience you've never had before, the enemy presents this thing to get you to look away so that you miss this extraordinary experience that Jesus just set up for you. Now, this is, I'm going to say this, and then I'm going to just leave it on the table, okay? <laughs> this this is an opinion. Anybody listening, you are absolutely okay to disagree. What if the Lord set the storm up? Interesting. To give the disciples an experience that they never had before. It is so interesting. So, okay. Just putting that out there. No, just, I love it. Just going to put it on the table. I absolutely love it. Okay, before you come into something that you're, you know, God has promised you something, right? He's, he's told you about something. You're about to come into that thing. And then the next thing you see before you come into that thing, right, Yeah, is the enemy's hand. Yeah. Right? Yeah. That makes sense. Yeah. Okay, let's look at it biblically. And not that it wasn't the enemy, but you, it's it's always fascinating to me what God allows. Or tr- yeah, yeah, trouble. Yeah, that's a best, something better like way that. to say it. I got you. Let's look, look, look at the text, right? Go back to Joshua. When they were about to cross over into the promised land, what was the first thing that happened? They got to the point of the Jordan River, and the river had swollen. The water was running fast. They had to get themselves and their children and their stuff across this river at the high point of the river. God didn't bring them to the river at the low point right. when the water was down. He brought right. them to it where there was trouble. Right. Right? Right. So what does God do? Because they're looking at the trouble. Yeah. But what does God do? Tell the priest to get the Ark of the Covenant. And go before the people. Yeah. And he told them to go so far in front of the people that you have to keep your eyes on me. You have to keep Why? Your eyes. Right. Because you've never been this way before. You've never been this way. So good. You've never been this way before. So good. So in order for you 
to go to the place where God wants you to go. This makes sense to me, you know, <laughs> in order for you to go to the place where God wants you to go, especially when you've never been there before, you have to keep your eyes on him. Yeah. Your yeah. focus, your gaze yeah. has to be on him. So that yeah. makes sense what you're saying, yeah. because I do believe that our trials come to make us stronger, right? Yeah. Not to beat us up, right? not to defeat us, but they come to make us stronger. But even in that, those trials help to elevate you yeah. to the next level of glory that you're supposed to go into. Sure, sure. And what I like about it is even in the midst of that, you know, he saw what was happening. You, The banks overflowing with the river, you know, Peter saw what was happening. And even in the midst of that, he cried out, Lord, save oh, me. Oh, I love that. Lord, save me. Yeah. And immediately, immediately. So what I love about God is even in the midst of tests and trials and big things and destinies and purposes and wills of God that we're trying to obtain to, and whether the distraction came from the enemy or was allowed by God, whatever yeah. the case may be, even if you have a moment, even if yeah. it becomes overwhelming, even if there is emotion there, there is situations there that you're, you know, sometimes when you physically experience things, that takes a whole nother level sure. of sure. Lord, save yeah. me. Yeah. And so I, what I love about that is don't get discouraged if you have a moment. Don't get discouraged if your eyes are taking off yeah. of Jesus for a second. He is still there. Yes. He did not leave. Nothing right. can separate you from the love of God. Yeah, Nothing. Great. Romans 8, not principalities, powers, mights, things seen, things unseen. Nothing can separate you from the love of Christ. Mm -hmm. So it's a great point that you bring up. And typically when I teach this text, I always tell people this, just that point. One of the most effective prayers I see in Scripture, Lord, save me. Didn't have to know 20 names of God. Right. Didn't have to know, you know, all these different spiritual weapons and all yes. this. He didn't have to know all that. Yeah. All he said was, Lord, save me. Mm. It came from his heart. And then what happened? Jesus comes to the rescue. Mm. One of the most effective prayers I see in Scripture. And yes, we, a lot of times we overlook that. But I, I'm glad that you brought that point up. Because that, that, to me, that's one of the biggest parts of that. And and I believe what ends up happening is Jesus saves them. Yeah. And then they walk back together. Yeah. yeah. It's what I love. Peter didn't just walk on the water once. He did it twice. Yeah. He did it twice. And I, I love that. It's just, it's kind of like that movie, uh, The Shack. Yeah. You know, when the guy tried right. to run on the water and he started to right, sink. Right, right, right. And Jesus told me that it's easier when we do this yeah, together. Just, yeah. <laughs> so Such I, a great scene. It, it is a great scene. And, I, you know, that's kind of what that reminds me of. Uh, so he was able to do it twice and, and simply because what happened? He took his focus back off his trouble and yeah. put his focus back to where it was supposed to go. Right, right. And this is where we need to be today. Unfortunately, uh, in our world today, we have all kind of stuff going on. Yep. All kind of stuff going on, and I know one of the scriptures we wanted to bring up, and we'll, we'll talk about it now if that's mm -hmm. all right, mm -hmm. was in uh, 2 Timothy chapter 2, uh -huh. verse 4. Let's, let's go back to verse 3. You, therefore, must endure hardship as a good soldier of Jesus Christ. No one engaged in warfare entangles himself with the affairs of this life, mm -hmm. that he may please the one who enlisted him as a soldier. So some translations say that we don't get entangled with the affairs of this world. Mm -hmm. this life, whichever one, right. uh, I believe they're saying the same thing. There's a mission that we're on. Yes. Bottom line is there's a lot of distractions out there. We have all kinds of things, whether it be political, whether it be socioeconomic, it doesn't matter what it is, but there's so many things that has the, the attention of the believer. 
And I, I did want to ask you guys and talk to you guys and have you open up a little bit about that. Uh, what things do you see that have, have drawn us away? Ooh, oh my goodness. Can I go there? I'm going to go there. Here we go. We can edit H- out. H- here we go. <laughs> <laughs> what things do I see? Ministry. Ministry. Yeah. And I'll just speak from my own personal, you know, I, I just, I, you know, that dude died a long time ago, so I talk about him real bad, you know. <laughs> oh, my goodness. <laughs> there's, there's a guy that looked like me, you know what I'm saying, had, had, had my same name. He looked just like me, you know, but he died when he met Jesus. But even the idea of doing ministry, that's the first thing that came to mind, to the degree that you almost tell God to move out of the way while I try to serve you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You, you become so focused on the thing that you believe God has called you to do, which is not in and of itself wrong, but God is looking for relationship. He's right. always about right. relationship. Correct. And would rather you and I do nothing for five years if it means that he and I can establish relationship for eternity. Right. You get that? He would rather I do nothing for five years, but work on my relationship with him so that I have a relationship with him for eternity versus thinking that I need to do, I got my quote fingers up, ministry. So that was just one thing that came, that's the first thing that came to mind when you asked the question. It's a myriad of other things. I'm sure Tisha <laughs> can think of a few more. I just, you know, I for what came to my mind is the chaos of the news media. It's just that's the chaos of the news media every moment. If you go, if you stay glued to your phone or to your TV, every moment is something new. Somebody, some senator, some leader, somebody, then <laughs> they have done something, said something that could influence yeah. how you function and how you live. And, right. you know, you, you hear these rumors, you hear these things and you're like, God, what, what do I do? How do we respond? But one of the things in that scripture in second Timothy for it says no one engaged in warfare. Mm-hmm. That's right. In warfare. Mm-hmm. So these distractions have come as a form of warfare yeah. against whatever thing, whether it's to cause fear in you, right. whether it's cause you to back down, whatever the reason is, they've come as a form of warfare. And what we have to remember that is as we keep our eyes stayed on Jesus and on him, that we need to remember to engage the spiritual realm as led by Jesus and the Holy Spirit so that we can overcome those things that have tried to, and this is what I see. I just see uh, compiling, a, a compilation. Like I see people kind of just compiled, if for lack of a better word, it's all these things, and they're dumping on top of them so much so it's smashing them. It's smothering them. Yeah. And so you have to, for lack of a better way to put it, simplify yeah. the situation. Yep. Oh, that's so good. You yeah. have to simplify it that's so because good. it's become overwhelming, compound, and complex. Yeah. You don't even know how it got that way. Layers. Layers. Yeah. Layers. Exactly. And, you know, I just said that to someone yesterday, I think it was the day before, talking about how it appears to me that the enemy is, um, what was the word that I used? The, the, there were so many tears. Mm-hmm of attack going on at the same time. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So many tears of attack going on at the same time. Yeah. And it's just same thing you're talking about layers. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Same thing you're talking about. And it's so weird because it can be overwhelming very easily. Yes. 
if you don't keep your eyes on Jesus, if you're not deliberate, okay, practical application, if you're not deliberate about praying, yes, yep, if you're not deliberate about reading this word, yep, you know, thank God for YouTube, thank God for good teachers, yeah, you know what, every now and then you need to go and open it up, yep, and just read it, yep, you know, read it for yourself. You and Absolutely. Holy Spirit. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Tisha, she does this every now and then. I told her I had been doing this, but every so often I I actually get called back to the actual book. Yeah, that's it's just something to me about too. Flipping through the pages yep. instead of I mean, I yep. it's great. I'm not condemning anybody, you know, if you want to look at it on your tablet. All this 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 uh technology we have is great. Yep. It's great until it's not. Until it's not. <laughs> Until it's not, yeah. until it doesn't work, then right. what do you do? You know. And have um, you ever been reading your word on your tablet on your phone, and you get a text, or you end up somehow on Facebook? And yeah. you end uh, up hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Are you talking about getting distracted? Exactly. Exactly. Distracted. <laughs> exactly. exactly. Hmm. Uh, yeah. yeah, we have all kind of forms of entertainment. What a concept! Yeah, <laughs> entertainment, whether it be social media, whether it be things that we watch on TV, uh, whatever movie is coming out, uh, whatever it is. You know, some people are entertained by the, the media, like you mm-hmm. said before. You know, yeah. it, it draws their attention. Yes. And if that's where, again, I said this earlier, if that's where you're getting your source of truth, if that's where you're getting your source of truth, then now the media has become your God. Yes. We were never meant to figure out things here in this world. Jesus said, I am going to send you a comforter. And part of what that comforter is to do is he's going to lead and guide us into all truth. Yeah. Now, for the listeners out there, I'll say this. The Bible says he will lead and guide us into all truth. It did not say he would lead and, lead and guide us into all facts. Mm. We have a society now that want you to present where are your facts? Where are your facts? Show me your facts. Where are you getting your facts from? We are to be lovers of truth, not lovers of facts. There is a difference because facts can change. Yeah. There were some people who were stricken with the coronavirus. And at the time they had the virus, they could say, I have the virus. Mm -hmm. But when they were healed or they recovered, that fact is no longer true. Yeah, that's great. Truth never changes. Yeah. It will never change. It is not subjective. And one thing I love about truth, it does not need your approval. Mm. It does not need your agreement. Jesus said, I am the way. I am the truth, not a truth. He didn't say he was a fact. He said he was the truth. Yeah. And he does not need our agreement for that. Mm. So we are to wow. be lovers of truth, not lovers of facts. And I think that's one of the distractions that we have now as well as people are in search of facts. Let me let me see your facts. Where did you get that from? What what media Where's outlet? Where's the science? Oh, oh science goodness. is another one, brother. Oh, my goodness. I asked somebody a question before. I said, has science ever been wrong? Well, what do you mean by that? Well, we used to think we had X amount of planets, and they changed it and said, no, there's another planet. Then they changed it back and said, no, it's really a moon. It's not really a planet. So has science ever been wrong? Of course it has. But has God ever been wrong? So Not where once. do we get our source of truth from? If, if right. science is where you get your source of truth, That's right. then science has become your God. That's right. Um, exactly right. I'll, I'll dive off the boat right now because somebody asked me about the, you know, getting vaccinated. Yeah. And they asked me, well, have you gotten vaccinated? I said, no. Well, why not? 
God didn't tell me to. Mm-hmm. He hadn't told me to. That's where I get my source of truth from. And I know some people say, that well, that sounds, sounds crazy. real crazy Yeah, but look, you, here's the deal, man. If you're sitting on your couch, right, you're sitting on your couch, you got your feet propped up, somebody comes in your house, and uh, they start painting your walls, start rearranging your furniture, uh, pull up your hardwood floor and all this mm. kind of stuff and change your countertop and stuff. You're like, wait, 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 what are you doing? Whoa. Well, I'm, I'm redecorating. I don't like the way this looks. I'm redecorating. Well, no, this is not your house. You can't do that. Right. You know, that's kind of how we would feel. You'd probably be outraged. Yeah. Yeah, think about this. Paul says, do you not know that your body is the temple, even the building? Yeah. The house of God is not the building that we go to to worship. The house of God is your body. Yes. So how, just like I wouldn't want somebody to come into my house and start rearranging things without my permission. Right. Why would I rearrange things in God's house without his? Yeah. So I, he hadn't told me to get it. That was my answer. Yeah. You know, he hadn't told me to get it. Right. Uh, that's where I get my source of truth from. If he tells me to go get it, yeah. I go get it. Yeah. I don't, he hadn't told me to get it. So that to me, that's simple. So to your point, the science, that's something we've been chasing. Yeah. If we chase God, as much as we chased after the science, especially nowadays, yeah, it'd be a different ball game. It's it's so it's so it's so weird, man. It's so weird because, from my vantage point, so much of where the church—I got my coat fingers up again—where the church is right now. Oh, there's so many similarities to the world, and it's it's heartbreaking. Sure, it's heartbreaking. So it's, it's frustrating. It's sad. It yeah. makes me angry as well. Sure. Because you have people who say that they're believers in our God, but who, the way we used to say it back in the day, sp- they speak out the side of their necks, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm old, y'all. Somebody, yeah. I had to throw that in there. Some of y'all will understand it. The rest of you just kind of picture, wh- you know, what I'm saying here. You know, you're saying two different things based on where you are. On right. Sunday morning, you say, praise the Lord, God is able, you know, blah, 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 yada, yada. But then when you look at the news, as Tisha said earlier, yeah. when you see the news, you say, we're dying, we're going down, we got to yeah. hurry, get the <laughs> shot. It's just the wisest wisdom, and we use all of these things to try to, you know, make it God. That's yeah. the best way I know to say it, man. To try to make certain things God that simply don't align with his word, period. And when everything's said and done, we as the people of God have to be willing to shun everything that does not line up with his word. Absolutely. Why is fear so prevalent among the believing? Mm. As you were talking, I was just thinking about recently um, there was a prominent pastor um, leader who died Mm -hmm. and he was against the vaccine. Yep. And that ministry got a lot of influx of calls about he died of COVID and they got a lot of calls and, you know, should we get the vaccine? Should we get the vaccine? Should we get the vaccine? And, you know, um, long of the short of it was that the, the people have stood by what they said, you know, they explained some things, they explained some things about his condition and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. Here's what I'll say to that. Fear will cause you to make 
decisions that are quick in nature. Oh, that's good. And that's will cause you to fumble. So that's good. Wh- when we don't know the whys to everything, yeah. when we don't know the hows to everything, fear comes in and fear actually becomes a distraction. Yeah. Because now you're 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 ladled with fear and you can't really hear the voice of God through fear. Yeah. So yeah. you have to get I will say this to those who are listening. If fear has gripped you, do not respond to get the COVID or not to get the COVID out of fear. I don't want to get the COVID because I don't know what my brothers and sisters of Christ will say about me. Mm-hmm. I do want I, I want to get the COVID shot, but I don't know what my brothers and sisters in Christ <laughs> will say about me. Yeah. You know, so <laughs> yeah. don't respond out of fear. Wait until you have the peace of God. Mm-hmm. Go to God and say, God, it's me and you. Yeah. What will you That's have right. me do? That's really good. And And this will help you navigate because some... I can imagine have a yes and some have a no. And so we have to walk according to how the Holy Spirit is leading us to the best of our ability and be free and and remember to love each other. Don't let the little things, remember, simplify. Don't let the little things become a mountain that you have to deal with in your heart because it's gotten so big in your eye. Yeah. Well, and I want to add this too, okay? Because you brought that up, you're you're a troublemaker. You don't. You don't. <laughs> <laughs> we gotta have you on the show and more she often. Fits right in. Yeah, <laughs> we gotta have you on the show more often. <laughs> don't. It's it's interesting to me because you you should not let one man's death bring fear when one man's death brought freedom. Oh my right? goodness. So That's all the time we, we have we're, for we're now. We're so glad that you decided to join us, and we hope that you come back around and meet us again under 